Welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, frigid chasm known as heavy music. Burr. It's fucking cold. I'm Joseph. And I'm Nathan. We are your hosts. And today is the day where we finally reveal the rest of our top 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a top 50 uh, list going on for albums of 2024 and uh, 23. Shit. <laughs> we gotta do it again, but here we are. Yep. Just a little ahead of ourselves. I know. But we talked about our last uh <clears throat> bottom half of it from fifty to twenty four uh twenty twenty six. See, I'm off. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. He's uh he's off the Josh. I have <laughs> um, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> he's gone off the Josh. Uh yeah, so we did the first half of our top 50 last uh, episode. <laughs> We're both on Josh right now. We're <laughs> fucked off the Josh. We're so sorry. Um, and today, we're finally going to reveal our top 25. And of course, our number one albums of the year are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Very special honor. It's a very special day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyone out there listening, if you'd like to send some feedback in, let us know what your favorite albums from last year were over at scouring pod on Instagram, best place you could reach us. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Give us at least your top 10. You don't have to give us 50. Yeah. That's a little, that's a little much, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have 50 (laughs) just like us and more. Right. You see some top 300s coming in. Ooh. Extensive list. Yeah. But anyway, um, before we jump into number 25, I'd say it's a good opportunity to kind of refresh everyone on what the first half of our lists contained. So we're going to run through real quick our 50 through 26. Uh, do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number 50, Add Grave Ripper, Season Streaming Death. 49, The Night Eternal, Fatal. 48, Military Gun, Life Under the Gun. 47, Zulu, A New Tomorrow. 46, Body Void, Atrocity Machine. 45, Megaton Sword, Might and Power. 44, Buggin', Concrete Cowboys. 43, Cattle Decapitation, Terracite. 42, Cannibal Corpse, Chaos Horrific. 41, Judiciary, Flesh and Blood. 40, Reverence to Paroxysm, Lux Morte. 39, Dying Wish, Symptoms of Survival. 38, Gravesend, Gowanus Death Stomp. 37, Never Ending Game, Outcry. 36, Jesus Peace, So Unknown. 35, Suffocation, Hymns from the Apocrypha. 34, Year of the Knife, No Love Lost. I'm almost done. 33, <laughs> Ragana, Desolation's Flower. 32, Anti-God Hand, Blight Year. 31, Broken Vow, Anthropocene. 30, Sanguisugabog, Homicidal Ecstasy. 29, Final Gasp, Morning Moon. 28, Harm's Way, Common Suffering. 27, Dying Fetus, Make Them Beg for Death. 26, Witching, Incendium. And scene. <laughs> Lordy. 
Yeah. Well, what an insane list so far. <laughs> um, no, it's what it, we got. Yeah. Um, for me, um, my number 50 was Laddermath with their album Winter's Passing. Number 49 was Sermon with Of Golden Verse. Number 48 was Gamma Bomb with Bats. Number 47 was Calma with their self-titled record. Number 46 was Soto Misery with Maseroth. Love that album cover. Number 45, Horrendous with Ontological Mysterium. Number 44 was Dying Fetus, Make Them Beg for Death. Number 43 was Grave Ripper, Seasons Dreaming Death. Number 42 was Fuming Mouth, Last Day of the Sun. Number 41 was Incendiary with Change the Way You Think About Pain. Number 40 was Hallucinate with From the Bowels of the Earth. Number 39 was Margarita Witch Witch Cult with their self-titled record. Number 38 was Scar Symmetry, The Singularity, Phase 2, The Xenotaph. Number 37 was Fantafaxith with Hive Mind Narcosis. (laughs) Number 36 was Sengus Oogabug, Oogabugachuga with (laughs) Homicidal Ecstasy. Almost there. Why, why? Why are they all the hardest ones in a row? Number know, number. Is there, is there, list, I know. Thirty five is Ulthar with Anthronomicon and Helionomicon. Uh, number thirty four was Ruum with Black Royal Spiritism. Number thirty three is Camelot with the Awakening. Number thirty two is Cloak with Black Etern- Black Flame Eternal. Number thirty one is Black Braid with Black Braid Two. <laughs> Uh, number 30 is Nothingness with Superliminal. Number 29 is Frozen Soul, very much uh, what's happening right now. Glacial Domination. Uh, number 28 is Cannibal Corpse with Chaos Horrific. Number 27 is Immortal with War Against Us All. And number 26, Fires in the Distance, Air Not Meant for Us, which is exactly apt for what's going on right now. Man, no more air. There you go. <clears throat> we ran the gauntlet. All right, let's do that same thing for 1 through 25 kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick one. It's a quick episode, everyone. Yep. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Make sure you punch that notification bell. That way you know when the next podcast drops. You know the second it drops. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> what'd you like from that list, everybody? Yeah. Did you, you gotta, catch it all? Yeah, so far we got a good, nice, diverse arrangement of of things. Uh, Maybe some, like five or six crossovers. Yeah, I feel like we'll probably have more in the the top half. Yeah, but who's to say? Who knows? Yeah. It'll be interesting, nonetheless. All right. I don't remember who went first last time, but uh, I think you did. Okay. Yeah. Let's pick up where we left off then. Number 25. I have here, uh, you know, a band that kind of cemented themselves as sort of the new torchbearers of thrash right now. And that is Enforced, War Remains. Um, Really, really like their last album, Kill Grid, but I think this album is just a little meaner and mm-hmm. leaner. And uh, I love the approach that they went with it to make an album that just just goes for the throat. It's like maybe like 30 minutes long. It's very yeah. concise. Yeah, no nonsense. Um, and I really love that. Uh, it's very intense. 
the riffs are like barbed wire. Uh, and then, of course, the got to have a little bit of groove in there as well. So it's just, yeah, it's just a perfect thrash album, in my opinion. And uh, can't wait to see where these guys go from here. Yeah. Love those guys. Um, yeah. Fantastic record. I'm glad you brought it up. So um, for me, number 25 might scare some people and be like, wait a minute, that's not metal. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. It comes from a metal project and there are some pretty metal songs in here. Um, but definitely this album has definitely um, changed a little bit from their debut record. And I'm talking about the band Crosses oh. with their record. Good night. God bless. I love you and delete. Um, yeah. So if you are familiar with Crosses, you know, this is a uh, Chino Marino project. Um, it's more electronic alt rock kind of um uh, combo of that some trip hop in there but obviously some metal in there as well um but yeah this is their second record um their first one came back in 2014 so nearly a decade ago um which was a big deal and it was a fantastic record yeah um i remember having it on cd um so yeah hearing the the singles from this record uh up until the point that it came out finally um yeah i was i was really hyped and i'm i'm glad that they went a different direction it's, it's a little bit more somber uh, it definitely feels like there's more electronic influence there is than there is maybe metal. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, it's it's a fantastic record, and I, I'm really excited um, to kind of see the direction they go. It, I, I do feel like this one's a little bit all over the place in some instances, but it's a super calming album for me. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I, I spun it again today, actually, um, you know, as I was working, and uh, I just shows you that you can you can be active with it or you can be passive with it and it it flows just the same and it's uh it's a well-crafted piece of work and i'm, I'm glad that um you know uh, everyone's coming together to do crosses again honestly so that's my number 25 yeah that's a that's a great pick i like that uh you wanted to include it here thanks because um yeah it's uh it's on the crisp and the edge yeah I'd say it's 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 legal. Barely. That sounds awful. Oh, <laughs> keep going. Ooh. Ooh. I do love uh, the song Runner off that album. It's oh, yeah. One of my favorite songs because it kind of sounds like a Drab Majesty song. Yeah. It's one of my favorite bands. So we might want to get to see sometime soon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's kind of in the works. Yeah. Anyway, number 24. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's the, the, the sound of the times as we sit here in my, my ice box of an apartment because my, my heating system is a little faulty. It's just negative degrees outside, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Frozen soul, glacial domination, uh, you know, it's the shit that the White Walkers listen to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why they didn't come down for so long. Because they're like listening to this, this, these guys. Arsenal of war. Yeah. Um, this band just completely leveled up on this record in a way that is definitely more accessible. But I think it's always really interesting to see death metal bands make an accessible album. Um, 
that's something that Gate Creeper has done in the past. And I think that this, you know, if that's a trend that continues, I think this album definitely will has solidified itself in sort of the canon of like stadium death metal, I guess, uh, because just of how catchy these songs are, in addition to how heavy and and nasty they can get. Uh, yeah, this album is just so much fun. It's so infectious. It's endlessly listenable. Super. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like Enforced, they're just another band that uh, I'm excited to, to just sit back and watch them take over the world. Yeah. Killer Live Band. I know I said it last time when I yeah. brought up this album myself. Um, yeah. yeah. The album slaps. Uh, I'm also excited to see where they go next. Yeah. Um, and to see them live again someday. Yeah. I mean, what? We've seen them twice now, and I just. Yeah. I want to keep seeing them. Like. Yeah. We've seen them twice together, and then I've seen them once before that as well. I'm not jealous. You can't. Okay. You, you can tell I'm jealous. It was on New Year's Day of 2020. Hope oh. a bad year that went uh, hey, we to had, a good start. I mean, we had an incredible start. I mean, the last out, the last um, <clears throat> band that we saw, that was like one of the best, oh, yeah. um, you know, concerts of my life. Yeah, that was when we saw Cult of Luna yeah. and uh, Emma Ruth Rundle. Yeah, I, I adored that concert. Yeah, it was great. It's one of my favorites. Um, anyway, Glacial Domination, nice choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to the black and uh, post-metal route um, here for this next album for me. And number 24 is a band um, called Deadly Carnage with their album Endless Blue. Um, So they are a band that started kind of in the middle of the 2000s um, and honestly have been more black metal into doom metal. Um, and then have slowly but surely kind of gotten more post-metal and have gotten more ethereal and stuff. But uh, Endless Blue um, is actually the first record that I've heard from these guys. And man, I cannot stop spinning this record. It's just, it's so much fun. It's it's super, um, let's say, uh, evocative in, in terms of the types of passages that they put together. Uh, And that's what makes it so enjoyable is that you can really get lost in the world that these guys create. And uh, it's just, it's really fun. And um, I mean, if you, if you know Death Heaven and Lantelos and and bands like that, and even Death Spell Omega has some of those (laughs) elements in here. um, I think you would like this band um, quite a bit. And they're, they're, they're a fun one and um, one to look out for. And it's crazy to me that I just found out about them. But uh, this is the one I think that they really put their splash on. It's also a really beautiful album cover. So um, if you ever get a chance to look at, um, yeah, Endless Blue with uh, um, that's that's Deadly Carnage with Endless Blue. Sweet is the is the album. So yeah, I've never heard of them, so I have to check them out. Yeah, there's the album cover showing him. It's really cool cover art. It's got a big whale. Got a big old whale. Yeah. So I like it. Number 23 for me, I've got one of the ass beaters of the year. Ouch. Yeah. My butt. Mm-hmm. You're going to need that. You're going to need an ice pack. Um... <laughs> <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> he's just laughing about uh... You know, you just say something and you realize how stupid it was after the fact. And I could edit that out, but no, that's not going to happen. Not. 
too much work. Anyway, this is another one of those albums that like whenever I wouldn't know what to listen to, this would just be something that was already really heavy in my rotation and it would just be easy to throw on and it was always satisfying. And that of course is straight out of Japan, Cruelty, Untopia. Just uh, you know, it's one of the heaviest hardcore albums probably ever written. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You could call it death metal too if you want. Kind of blurs that line, but regardless, it's a uh, dangerous, dangerous sounding music. Um, heavy as hell. A band that I would love to see live sometime, and I, I will mark my words. But yeah, this record I think just feels like an instant classic. So yeah, 23 Cruelty Untopia. I'm glad you brought them up again because um, it's it's a constant reminder that I need to listen to it more and more because I, I definitely, I remember when you brought it up earlier this year or mm-hmm. last year, <laughs> it's, you know, around this time last year, right? Yeah, it came out in March, early March. So. Yeah, so it was in the early the early part of 2023 and I, I remember how much you were uh, talking about them and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad it's up here on the list. This next one for me, though, might surprise you that it's at number 23. Uh Uh-oh. It's only because I haven't heard it as probably as many times as the albums that came before this one. Like, as in, like, the album from this band. Embracing for Impact. Number 23 is Tomb Mold Mm. with the Enduring Spirit. (laughs) Mm. 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 I had a feeling this might be the direction you were heading, and that's... Yeah, it's okay. So, I, so I actually I know Planetary Clairvoyance really well. In fact, that's the one that like I, I know to mold the most of that and Manner of, of an Infinite Forms. Those are the two that I know the most of. So this one, you know, I've I've listened to probably three or four times, um, and I really really love it. And I love the different. I honestly think they they step their game up. Um, obviously, like I said, I, I know the other albums more than this one, but in this one, it's it's more proggy. Oh, it's yeah. more experimental, um, and I love that. And I, I think this is, I think this is like a good bridge for you know, like obviously I, I know you um, kind of listen more towards the you know the grimier, sludgier kind of death metal, whereas I feel like this band obviously was in that cavernous kind of spot, and then they've kind of dipped their toes in some prog and some technical death metal, mm-hmm. uh, which is the stuff that I don't, I, I feel like I'm more know more about at least um so I, I love that this is kind of a bridge between all that yeah um obviously but with their own two mold stamp right. like it, it's very it's very unique uh but it sounds wonderful um one of my favorite songs on here is um fate's tangled thread and flesh's armor like that that two hit combo for me is the stuff that i really really enjoy that's kind of the middle part of the album mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just it's amazing. And uh, honestly, I, I need to listen to it more and more. Um, but yeah, Tomb Mold, I know this is going to be high on a lot of people's lists in their top 10, probably. Um, but yeah, that's it. For to- number 23, that is my choice for that. All right. I'll have more on that one in a bit. <laughs> but speaking of technical death metal, Ooh. technical progressive death metal, <clears throat> it's definitely, you know, something that 
a few years ago, I was definitely not as into. And then recently it's something that I've become like really, really into gotten. I've taken quite a liking to it now. Um, and this album, I feel like is a perfect, perfectly satisfying representation of the kind of technical death metal that I really like and that I kind of want from that style. And that is, uh, I believe it's their first album, uh, a band called Fabricant. Hmm. This album is called Drudge to the Thicket. Love that name. Yeah. Uh, it was released on Profound Lore back in September. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say other than like, if you're into progressive death, if you like technical death metal, this is that, but done in sort of that raw kind of, you know, not super polished way that I, as you said, when de- describing the enduring spirit, uh, that's an album that definitely bridges the two worlds between right. like the, <clears throat> the grimier side of death metal with the more progressive side. And I think this album definitely fits into that same class and, uh, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, it's worth checking out. Nice. That well, is Fabricant with Drudge to the Thicket. I have not heard that. And that sounds up my alley. So, yeah, I think um, you'd, you'd be into it for sure. And uh, lucky on that uh, one who one two combo there. That actually worked out pretty well. It um, did. How about that? Yeah. Well, number 22 is also another surprise for a lot of people. Ooh, I love that cover. Yeah. Yeah, just going back to Fabricant, people. <laughs> right. Looking at it. Looks marvelous. Go check it out. Um, well, another one's a surprise for a lot of people, and one that's on a lot of people's your list, especially when it comes to Black and Thrash. You might know where I'm, I'm going with this. This is the Black and Thrash Metal of Album of the Year. Whoa. It's a big surprise for a lot of people. In fact, I only really came across it in the last, like, maybe, like, month, mainly because I've just been, you know, scouring other people's lists and, and doing a lot of listening and just trying to listen to it's what we do here is what I'm trying to do, you know, and I'm talking about Hellripper ah. with their album, Warlocks Grimm and Weather- weathered hags. This album is so much fun. Yeah. Um, like I said, black and thrash, it's a lot of speed into this. Um, it's just, it's riff tastic. It's just, it's going through the throat. This is a one man band, which is insane. Mm-hmm. They put all this together. Um, out, beautiful album cover, uh, beautiful record. I think it's one that a lot of people are going to remember from 2023. I think this is going to be an album that's going to be seen in the future as like, this is one of the albums of the year. Um, yeah, it's just kind of wild. James McBain um, being that studio member and doing all those albums. And it's just been so much fun. It's it's 43 minutes, but it is it runs by fast, um, just like the music is. And um, man, oh man, do I just, I love this. There's a lot of, nasty riffs in here a lot of tasty melodies as well and then also just you know i've I said it before but like you know bands like skeleton which uh always want to get me in the pit and it's that just happens to be that black and thrash kind of combo and this is exactly that medicine that i needed um you know to get back in the pit if i ever see these guys live i most likely will get in the pit i probably will hurt myself because i don't do that <laughs> but this is one of those bands that would do that for gotta make sacrifices mm-hmm. hell yeah it's a great one all right 
number 21. A record that's sort of like how I've recently gotten into more progressive and technical death metal. I've also gotten more into brutal death and slam type stuff. And this album is probably the most... I'll call it the most irresponsible album of the year. (laughs) Love that word. Because uh, it's so heavy and it has so much audacity that for a lot of people, they would probably hit play on this and then immediately turn it off because of how oppressive it is. And it is a one-man band called nothing like nothing but with two eyes Uh, and the album is called agonal hymns and it's a one-man band the drummer of uh, the band vitriol it's his sort of solo endeavor but yeah this album is just one that i you know i would peruse Bandcamp, and it would be like on like the bestsellers page for like several weeks in a row and then I finally checked it out and I was like, mm. yeah, my eyes were, were bugging because of just how oppressive this album sounds. And, you know, in terms of like just about any kind of media that I consume, I think audacity and like big swings, they're really, uh, it's something that I, I always appreciate. And uh Yeah. This album is kind of, it sounds like a, a power drill to the skull. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I quite love it. So, yeah, Nithing, Agonal Hymns. You heard it here, folks. Joseph likes power drills to the skull. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Write, write that down. I'll show you this cover art. That sounds, well. that sounds ama- amazing, though, to be honest. It's wild. Here's the album art. Ooh. I love the uh, love the tongue in the yeah. middle of it. It's a little Bixinski esque. Yeah, check out Nithing if you uh, if you want to check it out. If you're uh, brave enough, scary cats. Damn, how do I cover? How do I go from there? <laughs> well, speaking of, I guess tongues, in a way. Mm. Um, I guess one of the gnarliest vocalists of all time in the metal genre. You mentioned them earlier. Oh, this yeah. is my number um, 21. It is Cattle Decapitation with Terracite. So, so yeah, uh, that's where my brain went when when I saw that a little bit. Uh, Terracite is a fantastic record. Um, Cattle Decapitation has only, you know, continued down their their war path since Monolith. Honestly, if you, you know, that, that was, I feel like, that album that really solidified them into, like, the direction they're currently in. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've just kind of gotten nastier and nastier as that time goes on. And, you know, is really critis- critical on um, a lot of the, the things going on in the world. And honestly, um, unfortunately, I would say um, as the years progress, this seems to be more and more reality. Yeah, um, unfortunately. So. But regardless, um, it's a yeah, it's a super inventive album. Uh, it's, you know, it's. It's got a lot of um, different elements to it. And I, I think that's where the creativity of Travis Ryan and company come in. But at the same time, it's just got some really fun energy as well. Some some death grind if you're um, into that stuff. Um, yeah, so 
cattle decapitation kind of does what cattle decapitation does um with a new spin with a new theme um and uh it's definitely one that i think people need to pay attention to and uh it's another big album from them so that's that's my number 21 awesome terasite yeah great record number 20 here we go we got some gothic doom from a band called godthrim the album's called distortions this is their follow-up to their 2020 album which i believe is called reflections checking checking correct uh i really love that album but this album i think is a lot more ambitious um in addition to kind of the gothic doom sound very much like you know paradise lost the guy that started this band was a former member of my dying bride oh yeah and that definitely shines through um but there's also just like a an almost like kind of grunge or hard rock element to this album that i i found myself really enjoying um the riffs here are really catchy the vocals you know may not be everyone's cup of tea but i really quite take a liking to them um especially on the song obsess and regress they uh added another member to the band and uh she kind of adds like uh her own vocals to it and like it's kind of the trade-off between the the other vocalist and her and uh yeah it's really cool and uh yeah, this is definitely an album that like grew on me a lot over the winter for sure. And yeah, I think, you know, apart from sort of the gothic doom uh, sort of thing, I think the way that this band approaches it is really interesting and a little fresh. And I, I dug it. It sounds good. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing kind of those dual vocals. Um, I always enjoy new metal bands that usually have a couple vocalists kind yeah. of, you know, um, layering that together. Mm-hmm. It's always something that I find very attracting. Yeah. So, yeah. They do it very well. Well, nice. Um, well, number 20 to me, um, I guess. Speaking of, you said female vocalist. Um, this band, it's all females. Um, and it's their second album. It's Crypta from Brazil. Oh, yeah. With their album Shades of Sorrow. And man, I was surprised by this. Um, how much fun this record is. It's like good old fashioned kind of speed metal with some thrash and um, maybe a little bit of death in there sprinkled in. Um, and yeah, it's just super fun it's got some i mean these guys are uh, they're all from brazil so they're um and um they definitely wear a slight sepultura kind of um you know thrash element to them mm-hmm. but they bring their own sound and i honestly i'm just i'm really enjoying everything i've seen from them and i've, I've seen interviews with them and, and watched music videos and was just i was very impressed that this is a a, a band that's pretty much this is their second album because their first album came out back in 2021 which is not that long ago uh so seeing that big of a jump 
Yeah, uh, it's quite insane. And uh, yeah, just got some really fantastic tracks on here as well. Um, I really enjoy. Um, let's see here real quick. Um, the aftermath, which is the first song on here, Lords of Ruin, Agents of Chaos. These are all very fun stuff. But at the end of the day, that they just I feel like they're getting better, um, better and better. And uh, yeah, it just seems raw as well. So it's a good combo of all that. So have you heard it? I added it to my list, but I, I mean, my my library on Apple Music is what I mean by that. But I, I never, I never listened to it, unfortunately. But I gotta rectify that for sure. Tisk tisk. That's yeah. okay. I Thank listened you. to the first one and I liked it. So. Yeah, I think you'd really like this. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Very cool. Very cool. Now we are breaking through the top 20 with my Mm -hmm. number 19. This is a follow-up that is an example of an album that is long awaited, but was definitely worth the wait. Is the second full length. Well, actually, hold on. I'm fact checking that. I don't trust We've been having so many themes. If it is a second full length. Oh my we, in a row, we've had themes. You know that? That's wild. And in wild ways. <laughs> we list wildly and in wild ways. Uh, yeah, it is their second full length. This is Outer Heaven Ooh. with infinite psychic depths. Yeah. This album, when a band kind of disappears for several years, is a their first album, Realms of Eternal Decay, was from 2018. Uh, so I remember that one. Yeah, five year, five year wait. And this album definitely feels like a product of hard work and a band Patience. that really pushed themselves to go beyond what anyone thought that they were capable of. Um, this album is very, very a lot more technical, a lot more progressive than their last one, but it still has that blunt force and those just absolutely sickening riffs from their uh, their previous record. And I think, yeah, just that progression just really adds to, to what they already had going on. And uh, yeah, they're just, they've cemented themselves as kind of part of that top tier of current death metal bands with this album, I think. So yeah, Outer Heaven, a great, great record, a great band. I think this album is honestly a little underrated from this year. I think more people should be talking about it. I haven't heard it yet. I've only heard their first record, obviously, back then, back in the day. Yeah, I failed. No. Time to go, I guess. That's all right. Hmm. I'll get there. Life is nothing but a legacy of failure. Whoa. Uh, well, to follow that up. <laughs> it's my hard truths. It's his hard truths. That's with, what people listen for. With Joseph. Yeah. Well, number 19. Another one. Another band that's like, are you sure this is metal? Are you sure? Uh-oh. Well, this one I feel like is a little bit more metal than, than Crosses, maybe. Yeah. Um, this band is one that is collaborated with so many artists, 
so so many artists. In fact, I think this is the band that I listen to the most that has collaborated with the most. Talking about the band Health Ooh. with their album Rat Wars. Rat Wars. Rat, Rat Wars. Wars. Rat Wars. Um, I, I I honestly before this album even came out, I was just playing the shit out of so many of these singles that came out throughout the year. Um, Children of Sorrow, um, Unloved, Demigods, and Hateful. I was just listening to nonstop, and even Crack Metal, which is just fun. Um, but man, oh man, uh, yeah, these guys, I, I just, I love everything that Health does and all their experimentation. They definitely have like a Nine Inch Nails kind of, um, kind of uh, maybe as a, like a, in the, foreground of of their sound yeah. but with elect- electronic in- influences and then like i said with all those different artists they kind of spin into the, the the artists that they're collaborating with and they kind of mix that together um to make something that's completely different from you know the next song yeah it's it's just such a fun record and it flows super well in fact this actually might be the most concise health record i've heard because I feel like there is a little bit more direction than just kind of random songs in this particular one. Um, at least it flows very, very well for me. Not that it's saying that yeah, uh, the previous health records weren't great because they didn't flow. Um, it's just, yeah, this, this band. Um, and I feel like this also was a, a lot of just their own. They didn't collaborate terribly too much, I don't feel like, with this record yeah. as much as they did in the past. Nice. But... I love yeah. this record. Health is awesome. I still need to listen to this album, but um, it it will not. If you <clears throat> listen to it, it will not leave your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they are the most successful iteration of what like heavy music combined with pop music could be. You know, yeah. industrial yeah. metal is kind of what I would suggest people if they're listening to like a a genre for them. It's industrial, yeah. probably. Yeah, electronic. I've uh, I saw them live back in 2016, and they played on a a really great show too. Trust me, they're metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've listened to most of their songs, you'd be like, yeah, that's a metal band. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I had, to, I had to bring up Health because this album I just cannot stop listening to. Very nice, Rat Wars. Rat, rat wars, wars, Rat Wars. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the rodents come for you? Number eighteen. <laughs> number Transition. eighteen. All right, number eighteen. Another hardcore album that ranked very high for me this year came out in like April, I believe, and it's one that I've gone back to so many times. I've talked about them on the show before. Uh, during the mid-year report, obviously still remains a record that I love very much. That is Initiate with Cerebral Circus. Hardcore punk meets sort of dream pop meets shoegaze. Just some of the best riffs I've heard in a guitar album. Or <laughs> a guitar album. <laughs> a guitar album. Wow. Never heard of one of those. Well, you can go to a guitar center and get one of them. Christ almighty. (laughs) Uh, Best riffs I've heard in a hardcore album in a long time. 
there's a guitar solo during the last track on this album that is just like so good. Makes me want to like pump my fist in the air every time I see I, I listen to it. Uh, yeah, this is just hardcore that feels like it's from a genuine personal and emotional place. I feel like hardcore is always at its best when it's either, you know, focusing in on the external factors or the internal, the internal struggle, I guess. And this definitely weighs both of those two things extremely well. And uh, yeah, I love it. Definitely another record I think is kind of underrated. So definitely check out Initiate Cerebral Circus. I've still only heard tracks off this record. I need to get on that. Get there. How long is that album? Pretty short. It's short. Yeah. It's hardcore, so I would expect it to be short. I want to say it's like maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, though, from what I've heard. So, and like you said, very emotional. Yeah. So, yeah, 22 minutes. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Low 20s. Mm. Well, time to talk about the opposite length. We're going to go Doom. Doom. Number 18. Another one that uh, will probably be in a lot of people's top 10s. Mm. Um, this album came out as one of the earliest records, and I think this is was both our album of the week when it came out. I am talking about the mighty Ahab uh, with the record, the Coral Tombs. Yes, um, man, this is a this is a wild record. Um, I've list, I've been listening to Ahab. I mean, I've listened to pretty much all of the records, mostly their first, and um, I would say. Probably The Giant and The Boats of Glen Carrig, which is the last album they put out, which I adore. In fact, that might be my favorite of theirs still. That's just a personal favorite. I, that's when I kind of discovered them um, more so. But regardless, The Coral Tombs just continues down like that you know treacherous path, except they experiment a lot more with it. I really love a lot of the different types of passages that they put in here. Yeah, um, A lot of unexpected turns. That I think um, this is definitely um, a theme. Um, they're, they're dealing with twenty thousand leagues under the sea as their kind of their backdrop, as their um, kind of their story. Um, but yeah, these guys have just constantly churned out incredible doom. You know, I guess funeral doom, if you will. Um, you know, passages and just treacherous things. So you can literally feel the weight of you know the music alongside kind of the the pictures that they evoke with the types of riffs that they put together. And um, there's very few bands that can do that. Yeah. That's going to literally, you know, piece together a story and you can actually sense the story in the music. Yeah. And, it's very immersive. Yeah. And I, I adore this band and I honestly, you know, I'm going to be a fan of each record that they put out <laughs> subsequently uh, over the coming years. And uh, I'm going to look fondly over this one as well. So sweet. Yeah. Number 18 is my Ahab. Nautical nonsense. Mm. The the boats of Glenn Danzig. <laughs> We're canceled. I'm canceling you. Yeah. I love that album too, but the problem is since it came out so early in the year, I think I just forgot about it, unfortunately. What? I know. I mean, whoa. 
anyway, <laughs> go on. Oh no, my apartment's flooding now. <laughs> oh, he's right. All right. Number 17, a record you mentioned not too long ago is Hell Ripper, Warlocks Grim, and Withered Hags. Um, it's a phenomenal album title. Yeah, it's a fantastic doesn't album get, title. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, but yeah, this album, again, uh, it feels like this band, this project from this guy, uh, just another leveling up, you know? Like uh, up until this point, I think the previous Hellripper albums were maybe, you know, very short, very straight to the point, which is obviously not a bad thing. We love that. But I think the way that this album expands, the way that they, that this album kind of fleshes out its songs a little bit more, tells more of a story within it, I think it really suits the tone extremely well. And I think that, yeah, the the songwriting here and just the craft is just pitch perfect. Um, yeah, and like like you said, when it comes to Black and Thrash for this year or any year, like this is like top tier stuff. Yeah, and like you said, it's going to be remembered for that reason for sure. It's one of my favorite album covers too. Yeah, like I really love that album cover. Yeah, on that. This is a great one. It's the one that came out towards the beginning. I think it was like February of last year, and I just hung around. It was Unlike just... Ahab. I'm just kidding. Gulp. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, <laughs> I can't I can't be in the mood for nautical nonsense all the time. It's true. You he, know? Lives, he lives a life at sea, so he doesn't want to think about it all the time. I live in a pineapple under the sea. That's all he's got to say about Yep. That. What's your number 17? <laughs> what's your what's your number 17? <laughs> uh, let me let me get it together. Okay. Um this is actually an album that you talked about in your top 50. Um that one that I've actually been listening to nonstop also at work, which is the exact opposite as the the Relaxing Crosses album that I put out. Oh. Um this is a very short record. It's a hardcore record. It's one of my favorite hardcore records of the year. It's Year of the Knife with no love lost sweet it's just so much fun yeah um it's like 20 minutes long something like that yeah um, it's like on the dot yeah <laughs> 20 it's, minutes it's like concise as hell um it's just straight edge you know mixed in with like some deathcore yeah. and some um some hardcore riffage and put that in a blender and it's honestly like just some of the most fun music i've heard all year yeah um it will absolutely make you headbang. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. You'll probably headbang. And so as I was at work listening to this, just, you know, I, I work in a fairly sizable area so I can at least listen to my music out loud a little bit. And, you know, I have my volume down. This one gave me a little bit of worry <laughs> that people would come over and be like, what's going on right now? And I'm just like, I'm just jamming out, man. <laughs> and uh honestly it got me it makes me it made me productive and um but besides that obviously the music itself is just is marvelous i love it and uh yeah and i hope that um you know the the band recover from their accident that uh i know that joseph brought up um you know and and hopefully get that figured out um 
in you know 2024 is a is a better year for them obviously yeah. 2023 is a great year for the album itself 2024 for the band um i hope is better yeah so same here yeah but <clears throat> great record um I'm, I'm excited to you know see more yeah i love this album it's perfect production as well Alrighty, number 16 got some more overlap this is oh how, how do you say it Thantafaxith. he always beats me to it hive mind narcosis this is uh you know i'd probably describe it as like uh avant-garde black metal yeah this is the type of album that you want to listen to while not doing anything else just to focus Thank on it have. because yeah because of how how weird and layered yeah layered and off kilter the time signatures and everything is the just vibe in general is very strange very eerie uh yeah makes you feel like you're uh just on the ride of a bad trip <laughs> Or something like that, um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff. Um, I think this band it makes total sense when you listen to this music that they're the kind of band that reside in the shadows. They're anonymous. They have this like very creepy aura around them, and I feel like that totally translates in the music itself. Um, yeah, it's a totally unique sound and vibe that i i really love um yeah so i believe the previous album sacred white noise was 2014 so this album was a also a long time coven Mm -hmm. but yeah they came back pretty much picking up right when they left off and then some so 16 thantafaxith I've mind narcosis and fun band live. Yeah. We were able to see them. Yeah. They're put on a really mesmerizing live show. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I know those guys. Wait a darn pick in second here. It's old man Jenkins (laughs) underneath that. (laughs) That's who it is. All of them. All all of them are old man Jenkins. You meddling kids. Mm. Well, my number 16, you ready for it? Yep. Well, you brought it up earlier and you disappointed me on it, but shit, here we are. Um, it's at number 16 for me. Uh, it's one that's, it's slowly, you know, um, working its way and it's magic on me. Um, it's, it's a band that we both love. We did a deep dive of for, for them, uh, over the summer where we talked about each of the records <clears throat> coming up until this record came out actually. And that's Baroness with their album stone. Um, yeah, I, I love the direction these guys are going very experimental in the middle part of the album. Like you were mentioning last time that um, honestly, I love, um, I love seeing the ways that this band evolves. I mean, they have changed so many different monikers over the years um, going from, you know, red and blue um, even first and second was (laughs) heavier than red and blue in the sludgy kind of way. Yeah. And then it kind of got a little bit more proggy um, more of, um, and then kind of gotten a little bit channeled more into rock tel- territory with yellow and green kind of got back to it in purple. 
Um, and then with, you know, uh, Golden Gray, um, it kind of muddled that together and kind of paved way for Stone, I feel like, is kind of where we got to today. But um, yeah, this is just really fun. Um, it's very fresh for Baroness. And I, I think that's why I think it, it fits in my mind. And I think, like you were saying, it's going to have to take a little bit of time for me to settle in with it yeah. a little bit more. But I know how much I love this band. I know how much I spun this record. Um, and this is just stuff that is just, it's always going to be, you know, in my heart. And I, I think uh, this band is just capable of so many things uh, down the road. And um, yeah, um, Magnolia probably being my favorite of the bunch. It's, it's very notable. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really great things in here. It's, it, feel, it weirdly feels like one of the most raw records of theirs. Like Purple, I feel like, is a very raw record because it's like right as they came back. Yeah. Um, but this also feels raw, but in a different direction. Right. And I, I, I quite enjoy that. So, yeah. Very good. I, uh, yeah, I have all positive things to say about the album as well, despite it not making my 50. But, you know it's an album that just feels like time will, will suit it very well. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to spending more time with it and really letting it sink in uh, because yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to admire about it. Yeah. I think it's only going to get better with time. Number 15 for me is one I know will be on your list at some point. Just wonder how, how high she, she going to be. Where's she going to be at? Where's she at? Number 15 is Drain, Living Proof. Turn that shit up. Run your fucking love. Dude, so fun. Yeah. Yeah, this album uh, is a blast and a half. Um, And what's also kind of set it above and beyond for me is just the fact that it just, it feels like it's got a lot of soul in it. It's got a lot of genuine, like, heart, you know. Um, on Apple Music, there's a, an interview, sort of like a track-by-track rundown with uh, Sammy, the front man for the band. The smiling Sammy. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of these songs, like, uh, you know, FTS and uh, Devil's Itch, a lot of these songs are about like self improvement, uh, you know. Going straight edge is sort of like a a method of self improvement in a way, and uh, he said that basically he wrote this song about that as from the perspective of like this is the song that I wish I had when I was beginning to turn straight edge. And I think that that sort of frame of mind when writing a song, I think, is really, it's the right way to do it, you know? Like, thinking about that, the times that you managed to survive through and, like, creating art that you wished you had so that other people can have it. Yeah, they can be inspired by it themselves. Yeah. I think that that's just cool as hell. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of the many reasons why the success that this band has seen uh, within, you know, hardcore and within, like, punk and stuff 
Uh, it's awesome. They deserve it. And this album is just killer. Yeah, drink it down. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> well, we're number 15, right? 15. Well, I'm gonna stay in the hardcore realm, but I'm gonna throw a little grind in there, too. Oh, shit. Some power violence. It's a power violent collective. Um, it is a collective that talks about harsh noise and queer politics. It's the Hearst Collective. This is a good, good album. This is an incredible album. Yes. We're still here. Love the album cover. Yeah. Um, pink background, green, gross slimy hand with some nail, like some pink nails and some and some lipstick. Um, doesn't look like a metal album. Kind of looks like a pop album. Right. But here's the thing. This album's nasty. It is. <laughs> it is it's nasty violent. in a good way, too. Yeah. Um, so many, I mentioned um, health earlier, talking about the amount of collaborations. This probably takes the cake. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to, let me pull up Spotify real quick, that way I know who's all in it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of bands uh, that feature in this, and then also that are part of this collective. Um, you know, I'll just mention a few, Shirley Manson, um, Val is in here, Jessica Joy, Mills is in it, um, Melt Banana, The Body's in it, Full of Hell, um, Soul Glow, Joseph Pearson, Jessica Jay-Z, you know, there, there's just an endless amount of Kayla Phillips, you know, Jeremy Bohm, Marissa Paternoster, the punk cellist, Sunrot, to name just a bunch of people, but it's 31 yeah. minutes, really short. 17 songs, a lot of songs, but each of the songs have a very distinct um, nature to it. But also, it flows really, really well, surprisingly. Um, it's a very pissed-off record. Yeah. And um, rightfully so. You know, I had mentioned earlier, um, talking about, kind of the capitation, talking about how a lot of the real world's creeping in um, to their sound. And yeah. The, kind of the, the topics they're talking about. Well, this, this album is about real world. It's about the real world and how fucked up it is. Right. And how much, um, you know, stuff that people have to endure just to, just to live, just to be, just to exist. Right. Honestly. And, um, this, this was a surprise for me. I, I did not know about this until about two, three months ago. Um, and then once I discovered it, I just could not stop listening to it. And it's just such a fun record. Um, it's one that I don't feel like people, enough people are talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, the Hers Collective, and that's H I R S Collective. Um, we're still here. Please go check it out. It's it's a phenomenal record. Yeah, I second that. Great album. It's just another one I unfortunately just completely forgot about. I wish that I did not, because it would it should be in my on my list as well. But yeah, one of the most important albums of the year. Definitely give it a spin. Yeah. Nasty. Ooh. Ooh. Lord have mercy. Dripping pink. Yeah. Number 14 for me. It's a Mellow Death record. It's probably one of my favorite Mellow Death albums I've ever heard, honestly. Whoa. It is the debut from a sort of super group comprised of members of Obsequia and 
Inexorum, two melodic black metal projects band together to create melodic death metal that is just absolutely gorgeous this is majesties with vast reaches unclaimed uh yeah you know sort of uh in addition to kind of getting more into progressive death metal i've taken more of a lightning to a liking not a lightning what am i lightning mcqueen ciao uh, more of a liking to melodic death metal. I think a lot of that is part, partially due to uh, us talking about Mellow Death in a, a series that we did last year. Or in 2022 is what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, this album sounds very much like old In Flames, uh, that sort of Swedish sound, but done in a sort of raw kind of way. But yeah, it's just absolutely, you know, as the name of the band would suggest, majestic. It's a, a beautiful album to take with you on like a walk through some some woods or some nature of some kind, uh, which I did. And it was, it was a great experience. And uh, yeah, this album, is one that is going to be in my rotation for the foreseeable future, I think. And when it comes to melodic death metal, this is like one that is just ranks really high for me in terms of just everything that I've heard from that style. So yeah, 14 majesties, vast reaches unclaimed. Damn. I, I need to listen to that. I, um, I've, I've had that on my list, but I haven't heard it. Here See? we are. We just <laughs> see. Now you feel the pain. We uh, yeah. It's a mistake that we we uh, have in common. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's the the folly of of man. The folly of, of of the boys. Yeah. Well, uh, the next one that um, I want to bring up is one that you brought up earlier as well. Um, and one that I just can't stop listening to. Uh, my number 14 is a very, also another very important hardcore record uh, of the year. Uh, one of it, the first of its kind. I'm talking about the band Zulu. Uh-huh. It's a new tomorrow. Um, man. Um, love the album cover. This Talking about inspired record. Um, this feels like a record. Like I, I think I remember you mentioning that it just feels like this record came together very holistically and um, was a collective effort. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely tell um, on this. Um, but this is just some nasty and also fun hardcore. Um, but also very soulful, obviously. There are soul tracks on here. Yeah. Um, and even like a, um, you know, a poetry uh, piece that is read in, kind of in the middle in the slam poetry kind of style. Um, but yeah, it's just a really fun record. Uh, Faking the Funk being one of the, the tracks that I just can't stop listening to. Uh, life as a shorty shun, shun be so rough is mm-hmm. one, one that I also listen to a lot as well. Um, you know, and uh, all the way to the very end, Who Job Less, No One Curse. It's a great uh, closer for this record. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, honestly, this is just fantastic. Um, this is actually their debut record, so I'm just really excited to kind of see where they go next mm-hmm. um, and see how they explore more territories because yeah. I, I honestly just see them getting bigger and bigger, and um, this is just a phenomenal debut record. That's why it's so damn high up here. Yeah. So, number 14, Zulu. Yeah, awesome album. Number 13 for me, this is a collaborative album. It's a late, late comer. It's a dropped in December. Um, yeah, two of my favorite bands joining forces to create just like one of the most devastating albums of the entire year. Full of Hell and Nothing with Where No Birds Sang. Um, the opening track on this like the first few minutes of it are just like some of the just nastiest like sludgiest material that full of hell has ever comprised and then the way that that track just kind of opens up and blooms into something else completely i'm not even going to say what happens after that (laughs) you just gotta listen and see for yourself it's a good it's a good treat yeah um yeah this album is overwhelming in the best way possible. It's extremely bleak. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's just one of those records where you listen to it and it just like you just you experience it. It 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 hits you, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's just an achievement for both of these bands to come together and uh, to create something like this and uh yeah it dropped in december so if you didn't get a chance to check it out definitely go back and and give it a shot because it's it's a great one full of hell and nothing nowhere (laughs) nowhere birds sang no where no birds sang where the birds at they're not singing Mm -mm. I love that choice. Um, I am just getting my top third. Now we're on 13, right? Yep. Damn. <clears throat> moving fast. Oh, yeah. Number 13 is a band that I talked about kind of in the midway part of the year. Um, it's kind of a, a band that kind of came onto the radar. This is another debut record. Um, and uh, former, former, actually, we saw, it's, it's funny because we, we listened to this record both and then we saw the other half um, this year when we were in uh, Denver Um, and I'm talking about Anaretta with her album Fear Not the uh, Louisiana Black and Sludge kind of mixed band with um, you know some some classical music so um, you know we we talked about Sabrosa um, in the past a few times but obviously they have split up um, into different um, you know artists and different bands and different projects um and you know we had recently just went to denver and saw the other half which is odd i know they're not even close to the same yeah but i just thought it was a weird coincidence the keening yeah so uh but anaretta um it's really interesting um it's it's very fascinating i think that's why it's so high on my list is it's just it it just it's constantly curious like making me curious about what i'm listening to because of the different direction this is going so i had mentioned louisiana black metal 
mixed with like orchestral like pieces. So if you know Sabrosa, you know there's some you know uh, some cello and um, you know some maybe more classical pieces, some stringed instruments that you wouldn't expect in most metal. Um, whereas it's kind of similar in this vein, but in a more black metal sense. Um, yeah, and it's just one of those things that I just it gives me very interesting um, uh, vibes and, and different like um, I, I, I don't know I feel something different every time I listen to it so that's what makes it so interesting is it makes me curious every time I listen to it um, and that's why I wanted to bring it up um, and that's why it's on my number thirteen. Sweet, I still need to listen to it. Yeah, but it sounds a wild like. Album. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like something I'd be into for sure. Number 12. This one is my favorite hardcore album of the year. It's by one of my favorite hardcore bands, period. And it is the return of Incendiary, Change the Way You Think About Pain. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I said this when we talked about this album during the mid-year report episodes back in over the summer. Um, whenever this band releases a new album, it feels like it feels important. It feels like you know, may not be subtle at all, but it just is a complete distillation of the time and like the mood of what's going on in the world and. Uh, it just makes them such a vital and important band within hardcore. Um, and they combine that with just like some of the most like heavy, catchy riffs, uh, lyrics that really stick in your mind. Um, yeah, this, this band I've had, has, uh, kind of stuck with me for about, you know, little over a decade now and yeah I just feel very connected to them I feel like as I've gotten older I've just learned to appreciate them even more and more and uh yeah this album could very well be their best work yet and yeah it's it's about as perfect a hardcore album as you can get in my opinion Number 12, Incendiary, Change the Way You Think About Pain. It's damn good. Oh, yeah. It's definitely in my top 50. They listen to it more. Um, but, yeah, you're very um, true about the uh, aptness of the time mm-hmm. and how vital it is to, like, right now. Yeah. So, great record. Um, so, we're number 12, right? Yes. Okay. My number 12... Is a band um, that might be one of my favorite doom metal records of the year. Um, it's got some actually. Okay, when I say doom, it's actually more gothic. It's got like a goth. It's like a psychedelic goth record. Hmm. It's a very interesting combination of stuff. But I'm talking about the band The Vanishing Kids with uh, their album Miracle of Death. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. Dude, it's it is infectious. Um, so. Um, like I said, it kind of mixes <laughs> that gothic, the psych, the doom a little bit, um, some goth rock, it's some uh, some very ethereal things. It feels very much like it could have came out in the 70s, 
but also with that modern edge to it. Um, yeah, this record is just something that I just cannot stop listening to, um, especially Demon Glove, which is the third track on here. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a band that I feel like a lot of people need to discover. It's just one of those bands that um, I, I didn't really know much about until I kind of discovered them randomly, and I don't remember how I discovered them kind of midway through the year. And it's just been in my rotation ever since. And kind of mixes all those things together. It's got that really ethereal kind of sound to it. And with that psychedelic kind of um, energy, you know, it, it really just pushes it forward. But Miracle of Death is a record I recommend to a lot of people. It's, it's just one that I just cannot stop listening to. Um, and if you are curious, I would listen to Demon Glove just to kind of get a sense of, you know, who they are and what they're about. But it's a, it's a record that I think a lot of people need to check out. Sweet. So. Yeah, I, I looked them up and I definitely remember seeing that album cover. So I think you might have shown them to me before. It's fun. Nice. Hell yeah. Almost to the top 10. Number 11. It's another one that I'm certain is going to be on yours. Could be very high up, actually. (laughs) I think I know where you're going with this, too. I've got Enslaved. 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 I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) It's an ongoing joke we make. Yeah. You got to go back to the lore to understand it. Uh, Heimdall is the name of the record. Um, yeah, this is just like peak progressive metal for me right now as someone that's, you know, kind of new to appreciating more of the prog oriented stuff. I feel like it doesn't, it just doesn't quite get better than this. Like, uh, you know, the black metal side of their sound is present for sure. But, uh, just like the soaring just expansive soundscapes that they create here. It feels very cinematic almost. Uh, like the the music video for that one song that I'm going to find out the title of right now. Forest Dweller. <laughs> yeah, it just has some like really, just like really beautiful imagery. Um, yeah, it just, it's just a very... It's an album that you just get lost in. Um, And I love kind of the heavier, kind of slowed down parts as well. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's a band that just really can't do, can't do wrong. No, hard to do that. Yeah, and uh, they just knocked it out of the park again on this record. Damn straight. Yeah, Enslaved, Heimdall. Number 11, right? Yep. Okay. The one before top 10 also is going to be a black metal record. Uh, But instead of the, I guess, progressive side, this is the more symphonic side of it. And I've talked about this band a lot. um, And I was very anticipated on this record when it it was announced. And I'm talking about Mia Bolivia Scaris with the album Exil. Man. I love these guys. I've loved them since 2012 when I first listened to them, when their debut album came out. Um, I have these signed by the, the members, the first three albums on record. God was able to see them and um, meet the guys and 
but honestly, in this this small little what's the what's the back alley behind the the place in Kansas City? There's that one that's not no longer a thing, but there's like a menu oh. right behind it. You know what I'm talking about? Right oh. across from Mills. The riot room. The riot room was. There was a. There was a, a menu, right? like a back. Was it kind of outdoors? Yeah, it's like a triangle. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So it's a very small yeah. spot. And I saw this band there, wow. which is kind of wild because this is a really big band. Um, it, it only gotten bigger and bigger. Um, but Exel, um, you know, it, it took them, you know, six years to put this album out because I know that they were doing other things. Um, but six six songs, 52 minutes long. Um, they're known for putting out al- um, music that kind of has like um, sweets. Kind of like how classical music does, where there's multiple songs that are connected to each other. They always do that. Um, yeah. Because they have a they have a violinist in it uh, who's a clean singer as well. Um, but, yeah, they have some of the best um, musicians in all of Australia in this band. Um, one of the best drummers as well. Um, I don't know. They just they, they mash together black metal and, and symphonic, um, I guess, like, progressive music t- together uh, in a very marvelous way and it just um, I don't know it, it, it's probably the perfect encapsulation of kind of uh, chaos and beauty combined in my opinion and uh, they just do such a marvelous job of it obviously it's not the black metal that a lot of people come to enjoy because the rawness or the you know like just the kind of the <laughs> cavernous sounding ones but this is very polished but uh, at the same time um, it's also very brutal, brutal as well, um, but at the same time, uh, quite gorgeous to listen to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely listen to Exel from the Oblivious Scars. Very good. Very good. All right, top ten time. Gulp. Here we go. All right, number ten. I'm pretty sure you had this one on your... Where did you go? Yep, you did. And uh, it's one that you had to cheat to include, and I'm going to also cheat to include it because it's technically two albums. I know where it's at. Yeah, but they were released on the same day. So, tough. Yeah, tough shit. Is Ulthar with their double album. Double. Double album. See, Anthronomicon and Helionomicon. Um, yeah, Ulthar, they're a band that I've, I've loved everything that they've done up to this point, but these records of theirs, like, I think it's the first time I've listened to them and just thought, like, how the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> just some of the, uh, yeah, just some of the... <clears throat> The witchcraft that they pull off on here uh, is just, yeah, they've really, it's as if they, they hunkered down and were like, how do we make something that sounds like it's not of this earth? And uh, that's what both of these albums sound like, especially Helionomicon, because that's, of course, the, uh, the album with two tracks that are each 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes a piece. But uh, yeah, just... This as one body of work is just like so unbelievable to even comprehend. 
uh, yeah, these guys are just brilliant musicians, and uh, yeah, this is an album that will just break your brain. It's obviously done that to me. He's gone. So, yeah, I'm gone off the George. <laughs> it's an extortionist system. Uh, look up the George meme. <laughs> All right. Well, nice. I'm glad that Ulthar double album came to, to light. Their one double album. Their one double album. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic record. Um, I mean, uh, uh, album. <laughs> anyway, um, my number 10 is one that is uh, one of my favorite bands of all time who are just kings of consistency. It's a band, Catatonia, ah. with their album Sky Void of Stars. Um, last we checked in with Catatonia, they kind of announced that they were going to be on hiatus uh, for a while, which is kind of wild. It says the last album they put out before this was in 2020, I guess, with City Burials. Um, which, to be honest, I only remember briefly. This is the one weird album where I feel like the years, well, it's 2020, I guess. That made sense that this does not, like, I don't remember yeah. much of this. It's a weird, but I do weird remember, moment in history. I do remember The Fall of Hearts, <laughs> the album that came out before this in 2016, or the one before, you know, <laughs> City Burials. And I adored that record. That might be one of my favorite Catatonia records of all time. Skyboard of Stars is um, follows similar in that ilk. Um, yeah, this is just a band that just... They just know who they are, and I think they they do it very, very well. And they just constantly put out just phenomenal stuff. Um, a, cu- a couple tracks off this that really just come to mind. Colossal Shade is definitely one of the coolest songs they've put out in a long time. One that does not feel like a Catatonia song. Um, but definitely they've kind of grasped the reign of um, kind of the sound that they were going for and then made it a Catatonia song, which I enjoy. Um, birds, of course, uh, atrium. There's a lot of um, um, sky-related things going on in this store, in this yeah, in this album, <coughs> in this store. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a wonder emporium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what the kind of the the album cover kind of elicit you know elicits here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just there's no bad songs on here. And it's just, it's a band that's constantly churning out phenomenal music. And um, obviously, they were going to be in my top 10. I know that um, from day one when they came out back in January, which was around this time, which is kind of wild. But um, I love these, I love these guys. I'd love to see them again. And um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Catatonia. Yeah, it's a good album. Number nine. A death metal band that hadn't previously released an album since 2015. What? So I was like, hey, you guys there? And then this year, this past year, they were like, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Okay, good. Crucimentum, Obsidian, Refractions. Uh, I loved 
this band's previous album, Carnal Passages. Uh, and like I mentioned, it came out a long, long time ago. And uh, they finally released this follow-up. And they managed to just pick, right, pick up right where they left off. Literally the first song on this album is named after the title of their previous album, which is a, a really interesting touch. But, yeah. Um, this album just reminded me of why I was aching for new stuff from them, because it's just everything that I want from, like, the dense, dirty style of death metal that I really love. Like, the incantation core style of death metal. Um, yeah, it's just absolute oppressive death metal. Uh, yeah, these guys just absolutely know what they're doing, and I really hope they don't take as much time <laughs> in between albums this time, but, I mean, if what they're putting out is going to be as good as this, then, like, hey, who am I to say? Hey, I'll take 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 your time. I'll let you cook. Crucimentum. Noise. <laughs> let him cook. Yes. Well, so I've heard that. So, I failed. Mm. It's fine. Well, it's it's there for you whenever. Whenever you get the time. Whenever you're ready. You know. Yeah. Maybe you're not ready. You're not ready. I'm not ready for that. Well, talking about a a band that uh, you know we both were ready for because you already mentioned them. Number nine. It's probably one of the like uh, straight to the. You know, um, straight to the. Well, I guess I'm trying to think of the right word. It's like a punch to the throat of an album. It's very concise, and I'm talking about Enforced with their album War Remains. Nice. I've just been putting this on nonstop play. It's just it's so so much fun. Yeah. It's good driving music. <laughs> it's it's good workout music. Um, it's all that. Um, yeah. This this album. I I mean. What can I say besides what, you know, you already said, but this album cover is fantastic as well, but I feel like this is a step up from them, from the last record that they put out, and um, <clears throat> that's saying a lot, because I love that record too. Yeah. Um, but, like, things like Hanged by My Hand really stick out in my mind. War Remains, obviously the, the, the title track. Um, Nation mm-hmm. of Fear. Nation of Fear. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Starve, Empire. I mean, there's no bad song on this record. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's 33 minutes. All um, killer, no filler. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal record that, like, honestly, this is probably, you know, one of the best crossover thrash, like, records of the year. And I just, you know, I, I'm honestly looking forward to seeing kind of what they do next, even though, obviously, this was pretty recent, but... You know, they just keep putting out amazing records, and they already they already have a single for a new thing, or at least well, no, twenty point three, my bad. Um, yeah, these guys are gonna be great. Gonna hopefully see them again live. Love to. So that way, I know more of their their tracks too, because at the time, I think when we saw them, I didn't really know them very well. Yeah, we saw them in um, with at the gates and municipal waste in twenty twenty two. So it's like 
few months removed from this album dropping. Yeah, and I was just... It's pretty much when I was introduced to them, was then, so... Now I'll know better, and <laughs> they're excited for it, so... You know better. Well, I, it's in my number nine, it's my number nine, so I know, I know how good it is. Yeah. Alright, number eight for me. I believe... No? Okay. It's one of my favorite black metal albums of the year. It's an album that I think is a little controversial because uh, I remember around the time it came out, uh, a lot of people kind of referred to it as being a little derivative, so that it uh, kind of borrowed some elements from another band in a way that kind of sounded sort of, yeah. But in my opinion, I don't really care, to be quite honest. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care. It sounds good. <laughs> That's what I care about. <laughs> um, yeah. Lamp of Murmur, Saturnian Bloodstorm. This is some fierce, kind of melodic black metal. The band that they, of course, are kind of uh, accused of ripping off a little bit is Immortal because yeah, these riffs are definitely of that same kind of like going into war like ready for battle in the winter right. etc <laughs> have that same kind of feel to them but like I have to say that they pulled it off. If they set out to make a, an Immortal-esque record then they they think they nailed it Mm -hmm. and on top of that like they also like slow the pace down really well with the the uh the center track seal of the dominator yeah it's just this is an album that like when it first dropped it was like something i could not keep myself from listening to because it was just like so addicted to the sound (laughs) of it just uh, addicted to those riffs. Um, and I, I love everything that I've heard from this band. And everything that they've done previous to this is completely different from this album. Like, uh, Submission and Slavery is like a gothic black metal sort of experiment, which I absolutely adore that record as well. But yeah, I love the way that this project kind of shape shifts. Like, obviously sticking in the realm of black metal, but, you know, exploring all different facets of it. Uh, yeah, I think this record is just, you know, may not be for everyone, may rub people the wrong way, some people. But for me, like, I just can't help but enjoy this. Yeah. So. Lamp of Murmur, Saturnian Bloodstorm. Still haven't heard it. But now I'm going to listen to Immortal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Out of spite. Out of spite, just to get you. Yeah. That's a pretty dope album cover, too. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually excited to listen to that. Because, yeah, that sounds up my alley. Um, and I also am curious to kind of hear the other albums, too, like you said, with the, the different kind of takes on black metal. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of... Uh, Abigail Williams, who's another another band that likes to dabble in the flavors of different black metal. So, um, 
Anywho, number eight, right? Yes. <clears throat> okay, so number eight is one that uh, I think you brought up that was on your list. Uh, you're probably going to be surprised is on my list. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't stop listening to it. Okay. It's the debut album of the band, Tribunal. Ooh. With their album, The Weight of Remembrance. Sweet. Came out early, early 2023, around the same time Catatonia, I think it was the same day. Yeah, it's about a year old at this point. Yeah. Um, first of all, absolutely gorgeous album cover. Like, one of the best. I know I've mentioned that several times, but I honestly couldn't make a top ten. Thanks, uh, you know, uh, the one I'm seeing over there. Uh, thanks of why can't I say the name (laughs) say it I kind of want to say it wrong on purpose just to fuck with you I know Faxif is at the end (laughs) thanks to Famished (laughs) damn it but anyway regardless uh, we're going to go back to try people (laughs) because I'm just going to be made fun of the whole time Um, yeah so this album is just glorious Um, seven seven tracks um 48 minutes roughly um flows extremely well um some gothic death and doom kind of combo there um some some my dying bride kind of energy to it um i really love the clean and harsh vocals that come in and into play with this um, yeah it's very haunting um very much like you know the album cover would suggest but um is this just a two-piece might be two or three something like yeah. that because the, the the two people that I'm thinking of are, um, you know, the, uh, I guess, is it, a, is it a cello? Yeah. And um, the, the male vocalist um, also does the instruments as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this is just incredible gothic doom that I just, I cannot stop listening to. It's, it's stuff that's just, it's constantly in my rotation ever since... Um, Really, I was thinking about this this list. I you know I put them on because I had listened to it maybe a couple times before, but it, it didn't really click. And then once I you know was listening to it again for like the third time, it really clicked. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is a record that I'm probably going to be listening to for a long time. And actually, I might argue this is the best debut album of the year. Like as in like for for a band, this is probably the the best debut record. Yeah, that, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's definitely a fair claim for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see where they go next, honestly, because <laughs> that's a pretty high bar to already set. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll take all that you got. Yeah. So yeah, tribunal with the weight of remembrance is my number eight. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this album as well. But again, I'm not doing this shit on purpose. Were you surprised that I had it there? Uh, a little bit? A little bit. Because, I mean, you know, I know you like Gothic Doom, so I'm yeah, not like... I really do. Yeah. And, yeah, I love that album, but just, uh... It just... It got it got lost in my, my re-listening. Uh, but I know that when I do get the chance to go back to it, after all this time, like, I'm gonna be kicking myself for not including it it's okay I believe it alright now no 
number seven. This one in my my scouring. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, my scouring for uh, for this list. Checking out all sorts of different stuff that I hadn't heard. He's going to the depths to, of it all to catch up. Yeah, this was my favorite discovery. I set my anchor down, hooked myself up to my oxygen tank. I lowered myself into the water. I braved my way through the trench. I unearthed this object, and it revealed a wealth of wealth Stop. to me. <laughs> wealth of wealth. Oh, God. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> this band, I would describe their sound as being like Neurosis meets Ken Mode meets Swans. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got that kind of droning sort of dread that a lot of Swan stuff has. It's very, like, scary and off-putting. It has that sort of post-metal feel, like Neurosis, but also has like some really heavy noise rock moments and like freakouts, and really intense vocals, sort of akin to Ken Mode. And I'm talking about a band called Great Falls. This album's called Objects Without Pain. Um, and the title is kind of ironic because like when I listen to this, just it's almost like overwhelming in how like representative of just like total suffering <laughs> contained within this like you know within this record and i yeah it just absolutely just like really drew me in and really captivated me every time i've gone back to listen to it it's just the same thing again and again like i grow to appreciate it more and more and uh yeah I'm really, really glad that I made the decision to check this band out and check out this record because, yeah, it's something that, like, really made a strong impact on me, obviously, because it managed to get this high up on my list. But, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely check it out. Great Falls, Objects Without Pain. I've not heard that. <laughs> Whoa, what an album cover. Ooh, it's spooky. It's pretty spooky. Sounds uh, sounds depressing, like you said. Yeah. Um, well, number seven for me is uh, you gotta go back in the lore to get this one. <laughs> you gotta go back. It's enslaved, enslaved, enslaved <laughs> <laughs> with Heimdall. Um, nice. Honestly, um. This might be their best record since Retir. Um, at least in my eyes. Yeah. Um, this album, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but it really reminds me of um, Below the Lights back in 03. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, weirdly enough, 20 years later. <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of the most progressive and atmospheric records of theirs. Um, obviously, they're, they're a black metal that has progressive elements. They ha they've had that pretty much their entire time except yeah actually that was the turn was below the lights when they became more progressive because before that more death metal with viking kind of influences yeah um but <clears throat> regardless um heimdall man like you you had mentioned it is it's very ethereal it's very atmospheric um there's there's gorgeous music videos as well 
uh, attached to um, kind of what they've been accomplishing as of late. I know that they just recently had like a cinematic tour where yeah. they kind of you know shot um, some you know some kind of uh, ethereal um, kind of music videos, but also was a there was a big concert I think they they had. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not super familiar with it all, but um, regardless. Um, yeah, this is just a really great record. Obviously, beneath the, behind the mirror, that that opening track really sets the tone, and that's actually, I mean, honestly, with every enslaved record, I the opening track is like one of the, like the highlights of almost every record. Yeah, and I I I can't say that about a bunch of bands, like, but this this band in particular, they they really set a tone with their first track, um, and sometimes it's really ballsy, <laughs> um, and I I love it, but. Forest Dweller is also a great song. Kingdom, Caravans to the Outer Worlds, which is the song that I think was like their first track off this record. It was like an EP at one point. Um, yeah. And then eventually became that. And then up to that final Heimdall song, geez. Ooh, Ooh that, that, that closer. Yeah. Holy shit. That's one of the best enslaved songs I think I, uh, probably of all time. Um, it's just, it's amazing. Um, these guys just cannot cannot do any wrong. Um, they've only gotten better and better, and uh, it's definitely just one of those bands that I cannot wait to see again. I'm really bummed that they're all the way in their own country and not around me. I know because uh, they're just they, yeah they they've only gotten better. Um, they're just yeah. I can't say any, how much more I love this band, but this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and they just continue to impress me. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that if we were to like kind of look at our lists in like a... Aggregate. Yeah, aggregated, I think this would be like the highest one that we have in common so far. Yeah. Very cool. All right, number six. Six, six. Don't say it, don't say it. I had to say it like that because this is a very evil album. Good. This is my favorite black metal album of the year. It's a two-person band. One of the members is actually also in Ulthar. They play bass in Ulthar, and in this band, they provide vocals and guitars this band is called spirit possession the album is called of the sign Mm. yeah i love this album it's black metal speed metal i guess because it's got like kind of the sort of like first wave heavy metal influence thrown in there that i really really love i love how raw and abrasive and just like how much of a like whirlwind this album is uh yeah it's just a record that just every time i press play on it it's you know it's like i get possessed by it whoa i get just lost lost in in this band's sort of captivating evil spell um yeah Steve Peacock is the the member of the band who is also in Ulthar. 
he's definitely one of the MVPs of the year for me, just because the work in that band combined with the work in this band is just like so insane. <laughs> just a immensely talented individual right there. Um, but yeah, spirit possession of the sign, just an absolute masterclass in insanity. Yeah, great record. I've only listened to one spin, like the fool that I am, but I enjoyed what I heard. Always choice. Oui. Well, number six for me. Yeah. It's probably the heaviest record that I liked all year. Whoa. Just it's it's a very mean record, and it's a one piece. It's a one man band, and it's actually his debut record too. Oh. Um, and I mentioned it to you, and I remember we listened to it um, several times, and you're like, yeah, I like this. So, um, but that band is Aglo with the album Build Fear. Um, yeah, this, this, this album is just, it's, it sounds mean. Yeah. Um, it's 36 minutes, um, and it's just, it's one of those things that just keeps, like, it's, I, I don't know, it's oppressive kind of death doom but more in the death kind of variety it's just it's very <laughs> uh, bass and drum heavy with like just like the crushing riffs um, but it's super memorable and super like um, I don't know it's one of those things where you just like it's almost where you're not believing what you're hearing and you're like wow this is one of the heaviest things I've heard um, in quite some time and um, to, to think it came from one person is kind of even more insane that um, you down tune it like this it kind of just like I, I think back when we were in Colorado watching Primitive Man and oh, thinking yeah. like this would go very well with that and I would really love to see the double bill I wouldn't have any hearing afterwards right but it's worth it it's worth it um, and yeah, it's another band that um, you know. I, you were mentioning like discoveries of the year. This might be my discovery of the year. Is this this artist Aglo? Uh, I know I just mentioned um, Tribunal with their debut being possibly the best. Um, this is I, I personally have this higher for me, but I think Tribunal probably is still is the best debut record in yeah. my opinion. But Aglo, man, it's just so much fun, and I think more people need to listen to it. A G L O. Um, build fear. It's just, it's a really fantastic record. Yeah. Make your ears bleed. It's pretty killer. Okay, let's go. It's top five time. Oh. Oh. What time is it? <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's mold o'clock. <laughs> I know where this is. <laughs> it's pretty stupid, but. To mold, the enduring spirit. Should have said time to die and put you in the tomb. Time to die, put you in the tomb. You will become mold. There you go. Anyway, I ruined your top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. Um, yeah, I think this album is... Uh, kind of the biggest like one of the biggest stories in heavy music this year just because of how the rollout was and how it was just like announced out of the blue out of nowhere 
just like, all right, here's our new album. It's going to come out this Friday. Enjoy. And was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely a very different feel compared to the previous few records of theirs, Manner of Infinite Forms being, you know, probably my, my favorite album that they've done. I love how that album just feels like a like a tribute to the old school death metal but with like this new age sort of like barbaric intensity to it it just yeah it's perfect in my opinion planetary clairvoyance is also fantastic one of my favorites yeah um but yeah the enduring spirit it has sort of a lightness to it that is very different for this band but Derek Vela in between two mold albums had another band called dream unending which is uh sort of like a death doom sort of thing that also has like these sort of like prog and you know uh those like yeah those elements sort of in there which i think you would you would dig dream unending for sure um but yeah so i think that definitely wasn't super surprising that it that that sound kind of made its way into to mold proper but it's definitely you know at first it was a little jarring for me it was something that i had to kind of get accustomed to but once i did i really really fell in love with this album um in terms of just like you know somehow making like that (laughs) really ugly like old school death metal sound that they once had like into something that could possibly bloom into something really beautiful sounding is really impressive and really striking and uh yeah this is just a death metal album that like one minute you'll just be headbanging and the next you'll just be like it'll just stop you in your tracks um yeah this this record just feels like an album that like with more time, like if you ask me in like a year from now, this could definitely end up being my favorite album from this band. But uh, yeah, I think it's just a next step, a new chapter for them. And uh, it's really excellent. And uh, it shows how special and how talented they are. Yeah. <clears throat> Number five, Two Mold, The Enduring Spirit. Might be the uh, 20 bucks spin album of the year. They put that out, right? They did. Yeah. Not quite for me, but Ooh, okay. it's a it's a very, very strong runner-up. Yeah. But, anywho, uh, great record. I'm glad you brought it up. Sorry I brought it up earlier. <laughs> Not now. Um, but moving on to my number five mm-hmm, is uh, an interesting one as well. Um, it is probably my favorite black metal album of the year um i remember when you just you let me know or i guess you told me about this band and we i remember listening to their previous album uh, and really loving it and just constantly put it on on repeat for myself um and i think they put a step up on here and have only gotten to their aesthetic a little bit more and i'm talking about wayfarer with their album American Gothic. Yeah. This album 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So black metal western. <laughs> That's what this is. Uh, a romance with violence was the album I was talking about earlier. Um, I love that record. I remember you mentioning it to me, and we listened it to it together um, on one of our rides to one of the venues that we've been to. Um, and yeah, I really, really dug it. And I, I know this was kind of their first flirtation into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they embraced it with American Gothic and um, went to some territories that I don't really feel like have been discovered yet. Yeah. And, and they've done it in such a masterful way. I feel like they really crafted that, that tone um, into a, a very, like, I don't know, well, well-oiled train. I'm just trying to get with the Western vibes here. Um, the Cattle Thief is one of the, 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 the first tracks that like really stands out to me. Obviously, it's the second track, but um, it's one that just I, I think of a lot when I think of this record. Um, even when it gets to High Plains Eulogy in 1934, those are some, you know, some tracks that, I, I, you know... This album really flows well together. It's... It, yeah, you can distinguish the songs like I just did, but I feel like it's it's meant to be listened to as a piece. Yeah. And I think out of most of the records I'm going to be mentioning in this, you know, the top five, this actually might be the most whole piece of music. Um, you listen to as like a collective, you know, like you, know, you just spend the forty three minutes. Yeah. With it, because it's it's worth the journey. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be on a, a bunch of people's lists. I know this is going to be in the top ten for a lot of people. Um, Well-deserved. Um, this is a band that just continues to surprise me. Um, and I'd love to see them in the future. So, um, yeah. We've, have we seen them? Yeah, we saw them um, back Northwest Terror Fest. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. And I, I really didn't know them very well. Yeah, and so this is <laughs> this is this is what's great. You know, you, you you go to these you go to these concerts with you know a bunch of unknowns, and then you discover some of their albums later on, and being like, wow, why wasn't I paying attention to them then? So exactly, yeah, American Gothic. It's gonna be a classic, and this is gonna be one of the albums of the year to be remembered. A hundred percent. For sure. Number four, speaking of Northwest Terror Fest bands that we saw back in 2019. Not Wayfair or Think of the Fifth. Thanks for the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. If you remember, there is a certain band with a certain frontman who's getting who's getting pretty rowdy up there. He's grabbing people by the head. And <laughs> I remember this guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, what a something that I'll never forget for sure. I'm talking about Vastum. Inward to Gethsemane. This is their, I believe, their fifth album, if I'm not mistaken. I could very well be mistaken. He's mistaken often. Yeah. I'm a true poser. Two, three, four, five. (laughs) Just kidding. We got you. We got you. Yeah. Not this time. 
Um, yeah, their fifth album. I I mean I I love this band, so it's not, you know. I think that while it may not really seem as though they're really doing a whole lot more to kind of differentiate their sound from how they sounded on previous albums, I do think that on this record they've taken on this sort of almost like psychedelic feel that they've added in that I really, really love, that I think makes their sound of just like mid-tempo, like fuck you death metal very much that yeah um they're also just a band that i admire because in a time where you know we're after we're in a post tomb of the mutilated album cover world (laughs) that's already happened it's hard to really push boundaries in heavy music at this point but this album not so much their album cover, but more the subject matter of uh-huh. what their songs are about. I think they're a band that you could call transgressive. And in heavy music, it can be hard to really see, you know, a band that actually seems like they're actually pushing boundaries and really writing about, like, really interesting and really f- genuinely fucked up subject matter, uh, quite like this band is. The way that they kind of relate, like, psychosexual derangement with like religious devotion and fanaticism is fascinating to me and is completely unlike anything any other band is doing right now as far as I know um and I love that about them and yeah on this album is just some of the best material that they've done so far flat out and even though they're a band that like I said kind of stay within that mid-tempo sort of like you know beat down sort of pace there are moments on this record where they speed things up unexpectedly and it's just like really thrilling especially you know if as like a long time fan of this band just like to hear them just like really push themselves like that is really exciting and really awesome but yeah this album i think once again they just knock it out of the park and uh yeah, one of my favorites, just delivering on all fronts. Vastum, Inward to Gethsemane, number four. Noise. Sounds nasty. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard this one yet. The hell you doing, boy? I don't know. Sorry, brother. Damn, boy. Mmm. Mmm. Well, I've been in California with the, these next boys. <laughs> You got cursed down there? I got California cursed because (laughs) I'm going to be talking about Drain, baby. Oh, yeah. My number four is Living Proof from Drain. Their second album, um, much like what Joseph was saying, um, you know, this is just a really hard-on-your-sleeves type album. It's um, it's very fun. It's very emotional. Um, It's a good combination of, like... This is this is like the feels, but also, um, I don't know. It, it was the summer album, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, it came out in early May, right? But um, it definitely feel like it felt like the album of the summer for me. Um, obviously, the the cover suggests that, but also just the energy for the album also feels that way. And 
I don't know. I just had a blast listening to this. This is actually, um, you know, I, I discovered this band around this time, actually, um, because I think a week before this came out, right, if I recall correctly, I had listened to the, the previous album a little bit, and I was like, wow. And then I when this came out, and I was like, okay, double wow. Yeah. And I was very into it. Um, and, yeah, it, I mean, you know, I did my Spotify rap. It was, like, my number two number two uh you know band i listened to because i just kept listening to these tracks so damn much and um and like you were saying there's a lot of emotion into this record um obviously um one really interesting um thing that pops up here is good good things which is unlike any of their other songs it's kind of like a pop punk kind of anthem yeah how you describe it's made more big classic punk yeah, maybe so, more so not so poppy. Yeah, it's their take on a Descendant song. Right. Yeah. So it's and it's cover. Yeah, it's one of two moments on the record where they really just like, you know, throw in a curveball, but it's right. like, it somehow just works perfectly. Is the intermission the only other one? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. The. With Shakewell. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Run your luck. <laughs> First track, um, your fucking love. jumps into FTS. Um, Devil Itch is probably one of my favorite tracks on the record. Um, one of my favorite, um, you know, breakdowns is bum 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 bum. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. Um, yeah. yeah, there's just so many fun songs on this record, um, and it's one that I'm just going to constantly listen to. I even have a QP shirt. Uh, yeah. their, of their, uh, you know, their Cupid doll with the shark the, logo. Their mascot. Yeah, I have, that, I have that pink shirt. Yeah. And uh, I adore it, and I love it, and I love this record, and I love these guys, and I really cannot wait to see them live. Yeah. This, that would be so much fun to see these guys live. It would. Um, I probably will avoid the pit because it's a bunch of hardcore kids, um, <laughs> because I don't want to get my ass kicked for just random hands being thrown for for no reason but yeah regardless band's awesome can't wait to see them sometime and uh this record absolutely slays and definitely deserves to be you know one of the albums of the year it's just so much fun absolutely it's a great one now you get to the top three wow when it comes to like my top top tier of albums this year, I think the thing that really struck struck me most is immersion. Just listening to an album that I feel like just absolutely like demands your attention, demands you to be to imagine yourself in the world that this band is showing you and creating in real time as you listen. So I think that's kind of the th- connecting thread between these three albums for me and I'm going to start off with at number three I lied when I said <laughs> that Spirit Possession was my favorite black metal album of the year you said one of you corrected yourself I remember Okay. don't go back to the tape to check please don't <laughs> please don't <laughs> don't go back never go back this one came out right at the end of November, so it just got right in. 
and that is Panopticon, The Rhyme of Memory. Mm. Yeah, this is an album, it's very long, it's about 80 minutes. That's not very long, right? Yeah. I mean, compared to, like... I know, I know. <laughs> it's a long album. You listen to Year of the Knife four times. <laughs> How long it takes Actually, to listen like to probably like six times. Oh, yeah. I can't do math. <laughs> fucking stupid. Anyway. Yeah, this album requires some patience. But it absolutely rewards that patience because, like I said, it's an album that just completely immerses you in the world that it creates. And it's a very hopeless, but at the same time hopeful world. One that demands you to take a look at the suffering surrounding you, but also reminding you that there is hope and it's important to cling on to it because that's all we have, really. <laughs> um, I love the way that this album begins. It sounds like it could be like an instrumental that's like opening credits to like a folk horror movie. It's very interesting. And the black metal aspects of this album and of this band, I mean, I think you could say this about the past couple records that Panopticon has released, but the black metal parts are just, feel just like so raw and they almost sound like the instruments and everything is being pushed to its absolute limit. Like at any moment, like everything could just like explode or break down or something. And it's really interesting may not be everyone's cup of tea they might see it as like kind of shoddy but i think it really adds to kind of the the overall mood of the record um but yeah it's also just yeah it's an inspiring piece that while it is kind of daunting and maybe a little intimidating to look at especially with the runtime and everything it's definitely an album that I think everyone should at least give a shot to because it absolutely deserves it, I think. Yeah, it's just an absolutely beautiful work. Panopticon, The Rhyme of Memory, and I believe this is the middle chapter in a trilogy that Panopticon is doing, uh, beginning with their album from 2021, which is called... And again into the light. So I'm very interested to see how uh, that trilogy concludes. I'm sad to say that I have not heard this yet. That's fine. It's not going away. You got 80 minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll get there. 75. Close. Yeah, I was a little off, but I mean, I rounded up. Yeah. Still pretty damn long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of immersive pieces, and also one that's relatively long, not, not nearly as long, it's just one hour exactly, but for a lot of this music that we listen to, I feel like that's long-ish. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff we listen to is like, I don't know, either it's a hardcore album or it's 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, this is um, the Triumphant Return of one of my favorite bands from the UK. Um, 
and it's a progressive metal act. It is Tesseract oh. with their album War of Being. Um, they put out Sonder, which came out in 2018, about five years ago. It felt um, really short and a little off a little bit. Like, it had some really good songs on it, but I didn't feel it was complete. Um, I know that at the time, multiple uh, band members were in different projects and whatnot, but regardless, War Being is a big return um, for them. Um, this is a this is an immersive um, album. One that kind of solidifies back to their first album um, and goes all the way back to that. And then also brings back harsh vocals, which they had not done in a long time. Hmm. Um, Dan Tompkins is just is still still one of my favorite um, vocalists of all time. Um, he just he, he has such vocal range. Um, he's got soaring highs, but also can, can growl as well. And can I don't know. Uh, there, there's a there's a nice quality to him, and there's a lot of craft put into um, his um, you know just his singing in general. But at the same time, um, you know the band as well also just solidified. You know um, they're not just a gent band. They're they're a band that actually like can play very complicated music that um, you know have um, that rhythm that is like kind of the backdrop for a lot of their music but um, they've added on to it they've added passages where I feel like there's a lot of breath and a lot of life it, that like I was saying that, that previous album it, it felt a little dead in the water um, whereas this album kind of brought that back together and, and they feel really inspired and I know that they even put together, uh, like, you know, how, like, Colta Luna did a video, video game, kind of, like, next level, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, you know how they did, like, an un- Unreal Engine, that's what it is, I think. Oh. Um, Tesseract did the same thing with, um, you know, um, their title track, and it's a gorgeous music video. Definitely check out that if you uh, can get a second to do that um, for War of Being, the title track on here. Um, but yeah, this is a magnificent record. Um, it might be Tesseract's best record. Um, Alter State is the one that I love the most because it just feels like the most whole, but different vocalists, different time period. Um, but man, this is just a band that just continues to get better and one that just um, I was lucky enough to see once and um, if they ever across the pond again, um, I'd love to see them again. But um, yeah, especially with this renewed vigor that they have, and it's it's a glorious record, and it's 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 a, it's it's very immaculate. So, anyway, Tesseract with War of Being. Sweet. All right, we're almost there. Number two. Horrendous. Ontological Mysterium. This album to me just feels like a total like tribute to everything that is great about metal. This band sounds or this album sounds like just like a complete distillation of everything, right, everything. that these guys love. Just stirred into this great big like cauldron. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mentioned like six or seven genres when yeah. I mentioned it. Yeah. 
and it's just absolutely mind blowing. Um, yeah, this this record is just an absolute achievement on every level, um, and it is definitely the ki- the type of album that deserves you know starting from track one, listening all the way through. Um, you know, it's like signaling out or singling out diff- specific songs is like it almost is like an injustice to the entire thing because of how well it flows and how well each piece of it complements the other. Um, yeah, like even the instrumental parts of this record are just absolutely mesmerizing. Um, it has horrendous doing the sound that you might be more familiar with even better than they had before. Um, yeah, it's just, I'll never forget release day, listening to this for the first time and just being like, Whoa, what, (laughs) what the hell are they doing? (laughs) But in a good way, obviously. Right. Of course. Um, yeah. And then just from then on, every time I've gone back to it, it just, I just love it more and more and more. So yeah, it's just an album that has earned a lot of praise this year that I think deserves it very much. Agreed. It is worth the hype. Horrendous ontological mysterium number two for me. Damn. I feel bad for putting it so low. Shit. Well, I've only heard it. I only heard it like the once, so yeah. that explains it. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> I, have, I have 75 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my number two is a, an album that you mentioned earlier as well. Um, this is my favorite kind of pissed off. This is probably the most pissed off record of the year, in my opinion. Um, it's a um, hardcore's only Jesus piece with their album So Unknown. Nice. I could not stop listening to this record. Like, the amount of times I got pissed off in 2023, <laughs> I can't. I cannot tell you how many times I got pissed off in 2023. But I can tell you this: I, I listened to this at least 20 times, and I, that's not a that's not an exaggeration. Um, that's pretty high for me. Um, hence, the, how many records I've listened to this re- this year. Yeah, this one flows so damn well. It's 27 minutes. So it's very very short. Um, but also packs a big fucking punch again probably knocks your head off yeah like that's how hard the punch is you know um, swinging the axe yeah I, I, like tunnel vision silver lining <laughs> FTBS yep Jesus uh, and even gates of horn like I, I don't know like it, it's hard to like you know um, you know kind of piggybacking on what you said single out things but like because this is such a concise record it's so playable that once you play through it like you want to play it again because yeah. you enjoyed it so damn you, you enjoyed it so much that you're like wow I, I want another adrenaline kick yeah like and that's exactly what this record is hit me again and it's yeah some of the most fun riffs I've had all year to listen to um yeah some of the crunchiest breakdowns and yeah, it's it's a vitriolic. That's a, like that's the best way I can describe this. 
Yep. And I really love it. Um, oh, yeah. Man, like, yeah, this is this is why it's so damn high on my list. Is it's, it's number two because I just I cannot stop thinking about this record, um, and I'd really love to see these guys sometime. You know, I've mentioned that several times, but yeah, um, another band that I would probably stay away from the pit because I'm gonna probably get my ass beat. <laughs> it's an ass beater. Mm. Yeah, fun fun music from uh, from New York. Oh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philly. Yep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've ruined everything. <laughs> Fuck. He's yeah. fine. So unknown. Go check it out, please. I'm from the Midwest. You have you have to understand. I, I really don't know much of these guys. <laughs> it's a mystery to me. <laughs> I don't even really know what's going on. <laughs> what's going on over there? Uncharted territory. All right. Well, 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 it's that time for me. Number one. Number one of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hint. Uh, Wayfarer American Gothic. Yeah. See? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant record. You know, uh... Western black metal, it sounds like you could take that and make it into just some gimmicky thing, Very some gimmicky. obvious thing. The what, what this band does with that concept is just like so perfectly executed, I think. This album just feels so lived in, so gritty, so like somehow of its time in a way that like, yeah, it, you know, you can tell that it took a lot of like it took a lot yeah it took a lot <laughs> it took a lot um you could tell how thought out everything was uh how much care they put into it how much they you know they believed in this vision and they wanted to execute it at its highest level and i think they did that slapped, quite frankly it. yeah as even down to like the cover art while it may not be like the most remarkable looking thing just from like a you know compared to like this elaborate painting or something it looks like something you would find covered in dust in like a flea market or something from you know yeah it just going back to what I said about immersion like this album is very immersive it puts you back to the roots of America it makes you think about how bloodshed and greed is entwined with kind of the beginnings of the world as we know it and it's very interesting how this album dropping right around the time that one of the best films of this year Killers of the Flower Moon came out I think that's a really cool coincidence because I think both of those pieces of art kind of, of are about similar things in a way. Um, yeah, greed and bloodshed for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, both of those things coming out around the same time got me really thinking about that. And yeah, I think just the absolute perfection that this album is operating on just paired with 
those themes and those ideas at play, I think it's just really, really special and just like, you know, just a job well done. Hats off to you guys. I think that's our, our highest together. Yep. Number one and number five for me. Think so? Yeah. Damn good. Listen to that as a whole piece, please. Yeah. That is definitely worth listening to as, as one in one sitting. For sure. And the mm. bonus track is a Susie and the Banshees cover, which is really cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Well, do you know my number one? Hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. It's an inter- okay for uh, for a lot of people. It might be an interesting one because um, you wouldn't expect this to be my number one. But you know, how I just mentioned that I probably listened to Jesus piece like twenty times. Well, I probably listened to this album about fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't know why, but I just cannot stop listening to this record. And I am just flabbergasted by, you know, like the, the turnaround for this band for me. I'm talking about In Flames, with their album Foregone. I don't know what it is about this record, but it is it is um, infectious, it is anthemic, and it is a a very welcome return to form. Yeah. I don't think they've been this good for the last twenty years which is saying something this record is just so much fun like honestly I just cannot stop listening to it it's it's definitely got some newer in flames influence it's got some very poppy kind of you know melodies and some you know some catchy choruses that you will be singing yeah but at the same time man they're going back to the roots a little bit too it's the best of both worlds right yeah you get the harsh vocals you get um yeah and it, and it feels very genuine like it feels very like it doesn't feel polished it feels very much like it's like i it feels raw and also at the same time it feels like that that poppy sensibility so like it's that weird thing like you had just mentioned best of both worlds um you know, kind of take to it, and it and it will stick into your like your brain. Like you will not forget it. Um, obviously, this is not for everybody. Um, for me, this is just a, an album that I, I just could not think of any other albums that just like defined my year. Yeah. Um, and this is the year like that I just was like, wow, I was just so damn impressed by In Flames that this is my number one. <clears throat> and um, but yeah. Just to name a few, um, you know, I honestly, you know, all these songs are great. I, I don't know what to say. Just listen to it. it. It's it's fantastic. It's forty. It's almost forty seven minutes. Uh, it's got a great uh, runtime, and there's hardly any stinkers in here, in my opinion. Um, for some people, probably some, but for me, it's it's all great. Um, yeah, in flames. Um, I'm excited to see what's next, honestly. I, I hope it continues down to this trajectory. Um, but it feels like renewed. Because I know there's new members in this in this current iteration now. And I think I have a feeling that's probably what brought them back from where they were. Which was <laughs> Radio Rock Land. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But they're not the old Inflames that we like from the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'm very happy to have them back. And honestly, I will not stop spinning this record at all. Sweet. Weird to see an In Flames record at number one, huh? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for your list because I know that (laughs) this is, you know, this is another one that came out like almost a year ago from now because it was like a February release. Yeah, something like that. So I, I know that it is one that's really remained like one that you've t- that you've brought up a lot of times. Yeah, I talk about it a lot <laughs> throughout the entire year. So it makes complete sense to me. Um, yeah, I've I've enjoyed the songs I've heard from it. I definitely need to spend some more time with it, but I think it's a solid choice. I'm glad you brought Wayfarer in the mix too, because that is a damn masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. That is the word that one yeah so that's what's inducted into the hall of fame hell yeah those are the std albums of the year (laughs) uh that's a little springfield joke yeah as well scouring the depths oh i see wayfarer american gothic in flames foregone goodbye 2023 that's a wrap that is a wrap Good riddance. Good riddance. Get it out of here. 2024. What you got? We've got a couple things we're thinking about. Yeah. Can't think of them right right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, next time, next week, I think, after this uh, drops, um, we should have more information on that. Um, yeah. In a couple weeks from now, we're going to have, we're going to be starting a new mini-series the details of which we have not solidified just yet, yeah, but fine-tuning it. Yeah, you will know very soon. That's a that's a promise. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy this mega episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoy it again. Let us know what your favorite albums of last year were at Scouring Pod on Instagram. It's the best way to get a hold of us. Let us know what you think of the show, and it's the best way to know uh, what we're going to be doing next be the first to to be in on it goodbye later taters